Hello Perfect. and Beautiful. welcome to the official podcast back again in the Thunderdome. This time we're joined by a special guest, someone I'm sure you're all familiar with, the man behind the rabbit holes, Frederick. Go ahead and take the stage. Hello, everyone. My name is Frederick Knudsen. I produce a series, a documentary series called Down the Rabbit Hole, published on YouTube. I essentially look into strange and obscure phenomena, uh, typically with rather complex histories and um, use storytelling essentially to unravel them and um, help make them clear and bring them out and hopefully bring some sense to them. Although sometimes these stories don't make a lot of sense, and that's the point. So that brings me to the first question I immediately want to ask. Of all of the rabbit holes that you've explored, which one is your personal favorite? Favorite? Yeah. The one that just was this cornucopia of filth or something that was just so wild that you just were glued to it. Probably the Austrian wine poisoning, if only because um, I had someone helping me with it because all of the sources about the Austrian wine poisoning were in German. And so the only way to really get at the good stuff was um, by having someone who knew German help me. Didn't translate all the books, obviously, but they were able to um, sort of summarize it and collect the information that we needed. And it was especially satisfying because there were so many. I think what happened is there was one English article about the Austrian wine poisoning. And then every article after that parroted uh, like a game of telephone, messing up all of the same facts over and over again. And uh, I was able to sort of go into some of these original German sources and fix some of these uh, misconceptions. So would you say that one was really appealing to you because it was also like someone was telling you the story since you had to get all the info from someone else? Oh, that's a big read, Andrew. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> no, because I also had to do my own research. Uh, for example, ah. I had to dig into the chemical processes of diethylene glycol in the body. Um, I, I had to look up some medical papers, for example, and educate myself in a field about which I know nothing, which is a lot of my videos, to be fair. Like for the Deep Blue video, I spent a month uh, practicing and learning chess. Oh, that's pretty fucking intense. I really <laughs> committed to it. I, I wanted to make sure that I could summarize the games in a way that at the very le- like I wanted to know enough that I could take these incredibly complicated games and um, help people who don't know chess understand them at the very least on an emotional and fundamental level. But is there an emotional level to chess that Absolute. I don't know about? Yes. Yeah. Chess is of course. A, yes. Please I, tell I'm, me about I mean, it. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Charlie could tell you all about it. But mm-hmm. chess games are extremely <laughs> dramatic because they the emotion of the game changes moment to moment because while you can tell a story with the game, it really is like every move is a new position. And so at the at the drop of a hat, a game can completely shift from one person to the other. So it's extremely dramatic. It's also it's extremely also nerve wracking. Like the is. adrenaline I, is pumping. Listen, I have played way back in the day. I played so much League of Legends. I played I played games competitively. I have never had my heart pounding as hard as when I'm playing a game of chess. 
Yep. Is that like just a, just a normal game of chess against like a you know just a random person online, or are you talking about like tournament level? Chess no, I'm matches? talking about like, just ma- just matchmaking, like basic bitch matchmaking. It is nerve wracking because like all it takes is one little misstep, and it's like, oh well, there goes my rook. I guess I lose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some people carry way too much, though. Like, it, it also doesn't help the image of the game that, like, the higher-profile chess players are all petulant children who live off of their own farts. Uh, <laughs> Gary Kasparov, I still remember the hissy fit he threw when he lost against that machine, Deep Blue. He was like, this is not fair. You guys are rigging the game. It's impossible that I could have lost. This is not real. You guys hacked me and you studied my past games and shit. He just couldn't accept the. He couldn't accept that he lost against a fucking machine. I actually will defend Kasparov here because... Oh, boy. Yes. Like, yes. Did did you really think this wouldn't happen when the man made an over two-hour documentary on this exact thing? (laughs) And you took it out of your ass about it immediately? (laughs) I love it. um, I'm sorry. Um, But I, I, I have to defend him a little bit because, A, he was treated terribly by IBM. They were doing everything that, <laughs> that they awesome. could in order to like screw him over. But beyond that, the they man the admitted. In his tea? Uh, what? Did they like fuck <laughs> with him in the uh, in the green room? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! They they moved. They moved his like his retreat area. They moved his green room to like. F- at first, it was like a five minute walk across the building or something ridiculous. Then they moved it to right next to him, but it wasn't even private. <laughs> like there were what people. Do you mean by like, it's not even private. So to they just so, put a whole bunch of people in there randomly. No, people. It, it was people were walking yeah. through it constantly. It wasn't quiet and it wasn't secluded. Oh, okay. Like he didn't have a like. It is very normal in really high level games like this for the players to have a smoking room to retreat to to think about the game, and they they put his like five minutes down like across the building and then he was like this is ridiculous i like this isn't normal and then they're like okay so they basically just put up some screens and we're like all right there you go did they give the computer a private room because that's they not did. No, that's that's the maddening <laughs> thing like castle Wait, like actually deep blue <laughs> deep blue like the server racks were moved to the building and there was air conditioning blowing all over it to keep it cool just so it wouldn't like burn out and kasparov had to fight to get ac <laughs> Damn, <man. laughs> which I, is actually a big deal because <laughs> because like there were stage lights on him like all huge stage stage lights on him and he was there in a suit i i implore the two of you to watch his video on I it i love that actually <laughs> frederick's newest video is over two hours on this whole thing i watched the entire thing and it, it gets crazier than what he's letting on it's a very good video frederick it thank you I, it was a lot of work. Um, the the new video that that is just about finished is wackier. Wackier is not the right term. There's a lot of death. Yeah, oh, wacky. Right. Probably yeah, that's that's that is pretty wacky. It's so I, yeah. goddamn kooky. It's <laughs> always no, a good sign. <laughs> no, it, it is. It is way more complicated and absurd, I'd say, even than Deep Blue. But Deep Blue was absolutely like some of the things that happened in it were ridiculous. 
Is the new video connected to Deep Blue at all? Did Deep Blue kill someone? Uh, no, Ooh, uh, fortunately, awesome. Deep oh, Blue, Deep that Blue remains wacky. unbesmirched. Like the server rack just fell on someone. <laughs> <laughs> a, a poor museum worker was just buffing. Yeah. Fucking way too much air the conditioning was pushing move. on it. The ultimate chess move is just killing people and figure it out. Yeah, it calculates so if your cool. opponent's dead, they can't fight back. Yeah. <laughs> what I really want to see, I, I genuinely, I wish we could revive Terry Davis and let him go on, like, program Deep Blue. Like, see what that man could accomplish with all that processing power. Did Terry oh Davis God. accomplish anything with his operating system? Um, the operating he system died. itself was kind he of the goal. Die. Um... He uh, most of the coding, I, I think that there's a misconception that he made it because God told him to. I suspect personally that he started and there is evidence to suggest this, that he started work on it before his schizophrenia started getting worse. Um, mm. Like he had he had episodes, but I don't think that it was so all consuming when he started work on it. And then after his schizophrenia got worse, he started ascribing holy features to it hmm. uh, because originally it was like it went through a number of names um not let's see like before temple os it was what was it there, there were like three or four different names that it went through and when he was advertising them that early on he was advertising it as just like a cool operating system um, and then the <laughs> holy, the godly part started melting into it more. Lose those. Yeah, that Thank guy you. had yeah. issues. A guy had issues, yeah. and you would almost feel bad for him, except he he was also rabid racist, very very angry racist. So uh, again, like this is something that I didn't bring up in the video, uh, but specifically doing things and saying things that are offensive is a trait of schizophrenia. Um, and then as yeah, some knows? things have become but less acceptable to say, you will see that um, with patients with schizophrenia, uh, there is a rise in discussion of that material. So for some reason, schizophrenia oh, they turn makes racist? people like it, it makes them say things that are inflammatory. Yeah. And Kyle, so are how much they actually oh, like racist, they just enjoy. Yeah, well. Um, it's hard to say yeah, how much of. of it was just his conscious mind and how much of it was the sickness. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that he himself is racist just because he says racist things due to his illness. Yeah. It's I, I I mean, there are like there are tons of arguments to be made in their semantic arguments. But the simple truth is it's complicated, which is kind <laughs> of the moral of a lot of my videos. Kaya, are you schizophrenic? Um, schizo for some, uh, ad reads, Andrew. Ooh. <laughs> what? I'm glad that you picked that up. Was a, you know what? I'm, I'm, the weirdest segue. I'm, I'm keeping my hands away from this one. All yours. I'm glad you picked up what I was putting down because I think all of us hear voices and the voice says, let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you over here. And you, you search the dark corners of your mind for that tiny little whisper. And you say, are you talking to me? And it says, do you know spring is just around the corner and that means it's time to get your lawn on track? I know mm -hmm. the last thing anyone needs is another complicated or toxic lawn product. But Sunday isn't just another lawn care product. It's a customized Today. lawn plan that works with nature. 
They take all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals out of the equation so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Let me tell you folks something. My friend Charlie, you might have heard of him. He's got a beautiful big green lawn in his house. I've been to his house recently. I go there regularly. And I have stared at his grass and I said, my God, how do you do this, man? And he would come out because this is 530 in the morning, the best time to look at his grass. He'd be wearing like a little pair of slippers and a robe with a cup of coffee. And he'd say that right there is Sunday lawn care, my friend. And I'd, I'd be I'd be just astonished at how green that grass is. Isn't that right, Charlie? That's exactly how it goes. It's exactly how it goes. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. All you have to do is use the Sunday soil and climate data that will create a tailored nutrient plan so you can get all the stuff that your lawn needs and nothing, it doesn't. And if you'd like to do that, well, you can let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com official to get $20 off of your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off of your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash official. Take care of your lawn. It wasn't it Hank Hill who said that having a lawn to mow is a privilege, not a chore? Hank Hill said, why would anyone do drugs when they could just mow a lawn? See, mm, my, my initial thought when you said that you had visited Charlie's house, Andrew, was that you were the one, like, planting fire ant queens like in King of the Hill. I, I can't believe we both went to King of the Hill. Uh, where else would you go and think of a, a nice, show. well-kept lawn? <laughs> yeah, that's a show. good point. Yeah. I love, I love that it's the lawn in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frederick, I had a question on your work. Sure. Um, how do you... It's a bit more broad than how do you choose what topics to cover, but do you stumble onto these things while you're just fucking around on the Internet or do you kind of have an idea in mind or do you look down a list of suggestions? Where do you usually pull for source material on what you want to talk about and a follow up on that? How do you decide if it's good enough for a video? Um, well, in terms of finding the topics initially, oftentimes, especially earlier on, I would just kind of say, oh, you know, I heard of this thing once. I'm going to take a peek. Um, nowadays, sometimes I will pull from viewer suggestions just to get me started. But oftentimes it's something that a friend suggests to me and I decide to dig a little bit deeper because I have a habit of someone mentioning something and then just spending an hour or two or three uh, trying to find more information about it and informing myself on it. But as for what makes it onto down the rabbit hole, I am very stringent with what topics will work. Um, the biggest thing is that there has to be a narrative because at its core, down the rabbit hole is story time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as I can take this strange thing, and there are tons of strange and odd things on the internet and throughout history, but I want to be able to tell a through line through it because that allows me to, uh, giving it a story gives it clarity. Although um, I try to steer away from common um, 
journalistic rhetoric in terms of I'm not always looking for the story that makes sense. I think that this is really common when journalists and documentarians are trying to talk about atrocities. They're looking for some logic to it. They're like, there has to be an explanation, right? And I come at it from the other Since angle and say sometimes things just... <laughs> Yeah, you're you're not trying to construct your own narrative. Right. I I don't go in like I will go in with a preconception of how I think it is. But the vast majority of the time, my opinions will change on it. And um, basically, I, I don't go in with an agenda like that's always my goal. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to convince anyone of anything. And that gives me an advantage in that. I'm not trying to craft a particular narrative from it. Plus, I don't have a producer, so I haven't sold them on a on a particular narrative. Instead, I just get to dig up the information, then figure out how things happened and string those uh, bits of information together. So what's been the project that you've spent the most amount of time researching? Um, actually, probably the Temple OS video. Um digging through and finding everything was rough there was a two-week period where i did nothing but watch terry's streams <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, Christ. No. it was oh no it was exactly as nightmarish as it sounds i could tell i was losing lucidity by the time i was done although i also i'm i am kind of proud of the research i did on the time cube video too though um, that didn't take as long, but a lot of the information was a little bit more buried and tough to find. For example, specifically uh, the history of Richard Yancharsky and um, how he came uh, to commit suicide. Jesus Christ. I started Time Cube, but I haven't finished it yet, and I've just spoiled that entire arc for me. Oh, yeah. Surprise. Sorry. What the fuck, Frederick? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so much for crafting Spoils. a story. Wow. I don't care. Bottom of the cast. Wow. Well, okay. Jesus. You ready? All right. My goal is that like, my, I have a very strong opinion that a story should be enjoyable even if you know the end at the outset. Oh, I actually agree with that. Uh, he saved it. Yeah, he yeah. saved it. Yeah. yeah. He's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that it that is amazing because i have built a career basically off of the fact that i know i'm not no. <laughs> no. well I, I think all four of us are fans of your work so you can yeah. be cool among us at least uh, oh, we've, we've talked about it quite a bit on episodes like the wings of redemption and dark side fill ones in particular those yeah, are classics they're, they're yeah. i love internet oh, oddities you. man i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking fascinating. I'll tell these boys it's it's I read this shit like it's a fiction novel, except it's more entertaining because it's real. You know, I go fucking Kiwi Farms is just my favorite website ever. <laughs> it's, I go on there and it, it's, it's better than fucking Shakespeare. Like, how can you ever possibly argue that you could find anything better? Like, this is you can't make this shit up. This stuff can only exist because a bunch of schizophrenic, narcissistic lunatics exist and they overshare every aspect of their lives. And a bunch of fucking autists on the Internet are willing to do the legwork to archive everything yeah. Yeah. and make well, memes about it and compile it. It's beautiful. It's like extremes on both ends. For, for those who don't know, like uh, Fred, you have a video on him. He has a thread that is 7,000 pages. 
on the queue oh front. That's why it's God. always laughable when. <laughs> that's why it's so hysterical when fucking Boogie, who's a small fish, like comparatively yeah. speaking, saying that oh, you know, the the whole site is about me. People, I'm the biggest internet phenomenon people rip on like you're a nobody dude you're a nobody like fucking dark side fills history spans over a fucking decade and yeah, it keeps well, going that, right yeah it's, he, he also know. hasn't stopped he still just streams every single fucking day he, he recently had a controversy he recently yeah. just got in trouble because he doxed and uh threatened one of his viewers or some shit i don't remember yeah. now but multiple yeah, just, yeah so what he would do that. i and his career will live if, if you're yeah, if you're talking about his around. Discord leaks, he would he would ban his whales. For those who don't know, whales are basically people who are like most companies make most of their money from whales. Like if you're if you run a casino, you make your money off of like the one percent of gambling addicts. Same with microtransactions. So whales are yeah, like microtransactions. The whales are the like one percent of all players who actually have dump thousands of dollars into your game. And in this context, a whale is the people who donate a ton of fucking money to your streams. So what he would do is ban those people because then they would have to make new accounts and tip him just to ask to be unbanned on their main accounts. And apparently he's found a way to monetize this continuously. Yo, that's genius. <laughs> and also that's when he genius. gets himself unbanned. <laughs> <laughs> so if i ran, if you guys sometimes hear me randomly burst into laughter by the way it's because people put goofy memes in our patreon chats one of which right now is jackson <laughs> with jeffrey epstein <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a good photoshop either and it got you <laughs> it's like a sunday newspaper like celebrity photoshop like, that caught me off guard sorry um it's yeah it's like a justin rpg hover hand or something Wait, now why am I next to Hitler? What's going on in chat? <laughs> it's all from the same guy, movement. too, so he spent hours doing this. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, it's clearly weed. not hours. Anyway, um, and yeah, what he would also do is uh, when people want to be unbanned, they, uh, Dark Side Phil would tell him, okay, you have to send me your driver's license. And then he would just fucking paste the driver's license of the... Apparently they do this, these idiots, and then he would put that in his Discord. That's, like, accessible by a couple dozen fucking people, so he would just dox people. So one of, uh, one of my favorite things about him, I, I watch him every now and then because he's just great background noise, but you will go to his stream and he'll he'll have a goal for donations. And like, that's that's totally normal. A lot of streamers go, hey, I'd love to raise yep. $50 today because it'll support my stream. And, that's totally egregious and this and on that. its own. No, not at all. But the way that DSP does it is every single stream, he'll have the goal on the screen and he'll have like a top tipper and this and that. And every probably 20 minutes, he'll go, all right, guys, I'm looking at the tips here and I notice the tips are really low. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. <laughs> you guys want me to stream, don't you? I, I need that money. I need those donations. I, I don't get it. Is, some, is chat sick? Is something going on today? How could this happen? Does, does DSB actually have fans that enjoy him? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Like him oh, yeah. Yes. He, he was one of the... He kind of got in a bit lucky. He was one of the original Call of Duty commentators. So he just has this small group, part of his fan base, that have been following him since exactly that time and just love everything he does mm -hmm. and think I he's think amazing. There's an attraction to sort of the I don't give a shit um, like lifestyle like and attitude. I, I think that it, it appeals to people, I think, who are insecure in themselves. It allows them to sort of project onto these creators who who don't 
seem to care about their image in any way, shape, or form, and they just say what's on their mind. And to some it's people, that weirdest. is extremely endearing. Yeah. The greatest I, well, it can be endearing. It can also be like there's apparently, I don't know if you guys know, there's this whole offshoot community that I just found out about yesterday called IP2. And apparently the name is based on Ice Poseidon, who used to be this piece of shit live streamer who right. I think had yeah. arrested recently because he stormed the Capitol along with the other boomers. And like <laughs> there is a website called, I don't even want to promote it, but it's like IP2 streaming or some shit. And all it is is a bunch of white trash drug addicts who fight each other and go on the streets and they, it's live streaming on steroids. Like one of the guys, the highlight of the past week that uh, was that one of the guys beat up his wife on stream. Like, Oh, that's, that's okay. the thing that I sent Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what you sent me. Yeah. It was a clip of, is it the girl? Guy. Is it where the girl, yeah. like she slaps him five times and then she, he slaps her three times and she starts crying and he's like, yeah, turn off that N word music. We, I found I found a link on our subreddit. Someone posted it to our subreddit, so I sent it to Charlie, and Charlie was like, "What the fuck is this website?" And I didn't even notice because I had just watched the video. But yeah, it was a really weird website. Did you look further into that, Kaya? Yeah, I mean, apparently that's all it is. Is it's no longer associated with Ice Poseidon, but it's this offshoot from the live streaming community, I guess. And this is literally all they do. Yeah. It's a bunch of white trash, literally just going. Around. I don't know how they get away with this, honestly. Just so what? Like this? Police this? Can you stop pulling aside people and like checking them, checking their pockets for weed, and actually arrest these people who like beat each other up for money? Yeah, the. the they're showing like video evidence they're streaming they they it. call they call easy. pepper spray content spray because apparently they use it so often that it's just like like content Cont- juices when <laughs> to be fair to them spray. content spray is really funny that's a, that's a good term like in their credit that's a good term <laughs> they pepper spray each other beat each other senseless and then you're like wow that's kind of fucked up man like that woman just got beat up that's horrible and then you actually look into her and find out that she's this horrible racist white trash who tortures animals for fun and then you're like okay never mind go ahead like you deserve each other you fucking people honestly fucking euthanasia laws should extend to these lives it's almost cruel to make these people suffer their own lives all right, Fuck, all right. Like, <laughs> all right, all right that's, that's enough of you, Kai. All right, <laughs> just calm down. No, it's it, it it's okay. I I guarantee anything you say is like I'm I'm just gonna be over here and be the wet blanket constantly. Like you guys are gonna be having a good <laughs> time. And I'm gonna be like, well, actually, like I'm going to daintily place a wet napkin over you and be like, well, actually, <laughs> it's a little more complicated. Frederick's gonna kick the forest fire. <laughs> Frederick's going to kick the fucking door down and be like, actually, DSP donated $2 million to charity this year. And well, no, that, that's the problem, though, right? Is like with these kinds of things, it's it's never so cut and dry, is it? It's like, oh, but actually, he's done some good things. It's like, no, it's 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 more than that. And this is what I'm terribly interested in, because when it comes to people like Wings of Redemption and DSP and Chris Chan, I don't really care that much about the person um i I remember when (laughs) i was younger i discovered the quickie and i poured over it and i was like oh this person's crazy but then obviously like i and i think this is true for most people the interest (laughs) died off pretty quickly (laughs) these edits are really bad (laughs) i'm I'm trying to muffle my laughter but like our chat is actively sabotaging our show but just making me giggle fuck (laughs) What have they never Please, not done Frederick, that? Conti- continue. I'll, I'll continue. Continue. So, continue. I'm these sorry. people unto themselves are not terribly interesting. What I'm interested mm-hmm. in is the sort of almost cottage industry that they end up creating uh, inside of themselves. 
so for example with wings of, of redemption i'm not terribly interested in jordy i'm not and i'm not mm-hmm. terribly interested in the people that are like teasing him and making fun of him i'm interested in their interaction and how they feed one another they it's a parasitic relationship where these people um and because like you said there's a 7000 page thread on dsp on the kiwi farms at at some point you have to wonder like what kind of person is going to spend 7000 pages or what ki- or what group of people is going to spend 7000 pages talking yeah. about a like a <laughs> let's player who's <laughs> a, a let's player whose day is done right they're they're still there they feed off of each other they need each other they create a, an ecosystem inside of themselves a really good example of this that has uh, that is maybe a more extreme version of this is onision onision and just by the way there will never be a down the rabbit hole on onision because the video would just be me saying and then onision did another horrible reprehensible thing and then he did another horrible reprehensible thing it would be boring and no one would have actually actually he was mistreated by ibm though to be fair. I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but in, in, oh, a further defense of Kasparov, I'm going back, damn it. He totally, like, in the end, he, in the end, he now he's a huge proponent of technology. And he admitted, like, yes, I, like, I was treated poorly, but I also did not react well. And he's owned all of it. He's, he's such a rad dude. Um, but right, anyways, well, why don't you Onision is a Jesus. particularly <laughs> Onision. <laughs> Onision is a particularly interesting case because he is a reprehensible person. But there mm-hmm. is a Agreed. cottage industry that has built up around him of people that make videos talking about Onision. And then monetize it. Um, and then monetize it, exactly. Yeah. And these people that's, don't that's, get view they I'm don't f- get nearly as many views on their non Onision content, and so they always end up coming back to Onision. Yeah. I think that's when it goes downhill though, because that's when that those people start just being reprehensible on purpose just to create the outrage and to farm those clicks. Like I'm pretty sure I don't know if it's DSP or if I'm thinking of someone else, but you know how they will usually, these people who are terminally online and just get pissed off at all the people laughing at them, they will like copyright claim every video. I think DSP does the opposite. He like intentionally does just weird shit. And then when people make videos about him, he just claims them. He doesn't take them down, but he claims he them. So he doesn't when, do that though. So those YouTubers who, when they put advertising on those videos, he's the one who gets the money. So no, that's DSP another one. doesn't do that. Uh, he said he doesn't know for sure if it was DSP. He was just yeah, yeah. I'm know, not sure if I'm thinking of him or some other dude, but one I of know, them does it. Like they're clever about this. Yeah, Someone. I know one of the big ones uh, was Futuristic Hub. I was just watching something about him the other day. He's like a soft, not even softcore. He makes like animated Minecraft porn or something. And I know for years he would he would strike down videos where people talked negatively about him. I watched this like long video about him from a channel called Turkey Tom. I think that's who you're thinking of. Yeah, because he did that for like 10 years. He would do that shit. He wouldn't claim the videos. He would take them down and scare people. Right. Mm. I'm I'm just fascinated with these sorts of um, miniature ecosystems. It's again, I, I don't I'm not terribly interested in the people. I, I'm interested in the interactions and what the internet has done, what the internet has created, uh, and what the internet has wrought. 
especially in terms yeah. of the um the IRL community the, what were they what were they calling it the IP2 community um yeah. they they call them yeah. IRL streamers and again I Again, I am going to preclude any down the rabbit hole on them because looking into them too deeply would be way too much for me mentally. I do not have the fortitude. It's depressing. I, like, yeah, not only is it it's depressing, not even funny. I, right. It's not funny. It, it's just horrific. And on top of that, the drama that they have, it's not like I'm bored by the drama. I'm not interested in what these terrible people are doing to other terrible people. And it's just depressing because these people have created a system in which they do horrible things to themselves and each other to elicit donations. And because they have done these things, because they got an initial bit of success, they started uh, doing these things more and more. And that drew an audience that wanted them to do it more and more, because as you do something you will draw more people that want that from you i've been conscious of that and that's why i moved away from uh particular internet figures like dsp and wings i didn't want to be doing that for forever um and it's not sustainable yeah. anyways yeah. but it's not a culture people, that you should really support overall anyway it's I, not yeah i'm the only I'm on the culture outside. that you should really support is like saving money online with honey yeah <laughs> yeah, if you want to save money online, you can use honey. You can create a honey culture, which is probably a cooking-related pun, but I don't know. We all shop online, <laughs> and we've all seen promo codes that just float around the internet. And you, and you go, "Oh, I wish I could have that." Oh shit, does that have an offer on it? I don't know. Well, wait a minute. I I just bought this thing, and five minutes later, I found out there's a code for it. Well, hey, hey, relax, calm down, have a sip of your apple juice, and use honey. Because Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it can find for your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, from fashion to gaming to food delivery to tech to, I don't know, whatever you want. Get nuts. Go crazy. When you're at checkout, Honey will drop a little button down, and all you'll have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches the internet to find you codes for a particular website. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, I went on one of my big old shopping websites and bought myself some guitar accessories and, I don't know, saved like 10 bucks. Just for no reason. Just because. Nice. Just because I could. And it was because of Honey. Jackson, you wanted to chime in there? Okay. <laughs> Honey has found <laughs> over 17 million members. Over $2 billion nice in savings. <laughs> I'll come in, Andrew. I bought a camera battery last week, and I saved $4 on it. There you go. Which was like and already like a third of the price of the battery, which was exactly. really helpful. There's going to be some naysayers out there that are like, oh, $4, who cares? Money adds up. And, and better counterpoint, it's totally free. You save money for absolutely nothing. Why would you not want to save $4? That's at least roughly four McChickens, depending on tax. It is literally free and installs in a few seconds. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing on free savings. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend mm -hmm. something I don't use, and I use honey pretty much every day of my life. Get honey save. for free at joinhoney.com slash official. That's joinhoney.com slash official. There's no downside. It just works. It's really not. Why it's, not? It's the one I don't get. There is absolutely zero downside to using this service. Just fucking get it. <laughs> Good Lord. 
Thanks. Is that Joe the official line of the official line of the official podcast? Just yeah, fucking, get, fucking it. get it. Yeah, the official honey podcast for as long as honey's on screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to circle back to Wings of Redemption. So when you were doing the down the rabbit hole on Wings, it's a it's a two hour video. So there was a lot that went into this. Did you go to his streams yeah. and watch live? Um, I did a little bit, but watching live did not really help terribly much except to give me mm-hmm. a feeling of where he was at the time uh which is unfortunately a very different place from where he is now do you think he's in a worse or better place much now? worse <laughs> much really? worse okay. it only yeah. ever so, gets um, worse man these people so never improve for those yeah. uh, they, sometimes they do it's it's a tragedy because it is with Jordy, it wow. seems like he's getting better and then things get worse. Sean Ranklin uploaded for the first time three weeks ago after uh, how long? Over probably, over yeah. a year ago. Yeah, about um, a year ago. Yeah, about, about a year ago. Sean Ranklin oh, wow. is the, like, the compilation so, poster, right? Of, yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. The big so one. fill us in on the specifics here, because from, from what I saw, maybe just like oply checking in, he was kind of getting into the self-hate and like going along with it. But if something's different. He, well, he got married and... Mm-hmm. I, wait, wait, I, I, I when did that happen? Th- it happened recently, but whenever he talks about his wife, apparently, and again, like I haven't looked into it a ton, but it seems like whenever he talks about his wife, it's more about the money she's making and how he's getting health insurance <laughs> off of her. And uh, <laughs> the the video that Sean Ranklin put up, which I literally watched this morning while I was waiting to join the podcast, um, <laughs> it, it it includes his wife telling him to like that that they need to talk, and him just blowing her off um, as she cries. Yeah, so that's oh, why I brought God. it up. I saw that it's video brutal. when. It, for some reason, it was recommended to me out of nowhere within the hour that he posted it, and I've never really watched a lot of Wings of Redemption comps. But I saw that and it was fucking sad, man. Like, if Fred's underselling it a bit, like it's pretty deplorable. Uh, he just like I am, bl- yeah. yeah. He straight blows her off, like, and then like the rest of the stream, he's like, "I need money. You need to tip me, or I'm never touching this shit again." And his wife is just crying <laughs> in the background. And then they're in the car together later, and he says the reason she was crying is because of the temperature in the air caused her eyes to water or no, something. It's, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, well, what, what he said, what he said was, uh, she'll cry because like the bar- He said the barometric pressure changed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's what he said. He, he didn't use the right term. Some I think some kind of atmospheric it's, anomaly. Well, I, I, that, I don't know. I don't think any of us are experts on barometric pressure to say that it wasn't true. He, the, the point he's making yeah. is what he's trying to say is she'll cry over anything. He he's being completely dismissive of yeah. her. That that's the point. Yeah, it's so after seeing that, I decided to check on his stream, and I've tuned in a couple times now. It is probably one of the saddest fucking places on Twitch. How I many swear views to God. does he get now, Charlie? Uh, so when I, the first time I tuned in, he was at seven hundred, and the second time I think he was around five hundred. It depends on the game. Siege is usually his like least viewed one. Yeah, uh, and I tuned in on Siege Night, and the first one I tuned into, I think, was COD. So I thought I he, thought he was under one hundred with how no, people were talking. No, about no, no, no. Sure, like you can still make decent money off seven. When he does like just chatting or just kind of like takes the chat abuse, he gets up to like eight hundred regularly. Like, yeah, but it's a, I'd say 
he has maybe like a hundred people that watch him that aren't there just to shit on him. Like yeah. the whole chat is there to shit on him. And he he just kind of takes it sadly and then asks them for money to keep insulting him. Mm-hmm. It is it was so hard to sit there and watch. And because he'll constantly bring up the money thing and he's no he's no he's not shy about saying like he only streams for money and he hates everyone that watches him. Mm-hmm. He bans. Well, he said that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he bans people at even the slightest microaggression. Like if there's a grammar mistake that he takes personally, they get banned. He's <laughs> banned his own <laughs> mods. And when I was there, he banned a mod <laughs> because his mod was too slow to ban somebody. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it is super sad. Also, you can you can tell how emotionally like immature he is where he'll be playing a game. Let's say he's playing COD and if he's just playing or things are going all right, he'll just kind of ignore donations or just I don't know. He'll be like, I'll ban this guy in the chat and move on. But if he's performing poorly in a game and getting frustrated, he'll look at the chat and be like, man, why haven't you banned that fucking guy yet? I Mm -hmm. swear people don't know what they're doing. And it's like, good Lord, he's like a fucking 12 year old. (laughs) Well, when you when that's been your career and your personal growth for like the last ten or fifteen years, uh, there's not much, you know, maturity that you could be expected to have. I mean, he I said feel. multiple times he'd be much happier with a normal nine to five job, but he just can't take the plunge because he thinks he makes more money doing what he does now. I don't think he does. Uh, I don't think he's making a ton of donations or subs. I could be wrong. So I don't know why he doesn't just take the plunge and finally, for his own mental health, just stop streaming. Well, this is a pattern that crops up with these sorts of internet personalities a lot. They are so steeped in whatever they're doing that they find it difficult to move away. They become addicted to it. Uh, Sometimes it's the attention. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the income. Because I think for for streamers especially um they become especially when their livelihood depends on it they become addicted to the hit of a donation i think that it can be addictive if you don't approach streaming from a healthy perspective and so that's how you get people that do things that are over the top or perhaps detrimental to themselves because they're not only looking for the money they're looking for the dopamine hit of the donation or the subscription well, I also think like in in cases like this, he's had a taste of success in the past when Call of Duty was you know massive and he was at the forefront of it. Yeah, imagine being that successful in your life and everything going downhill from there. You're always constantly going to be chasing that success I'm happy. again. The, I, I the human, no, I imagine it's very difficult to know that you've already peaked. The human brain loves routine, no matter how destructive that routine is. So mm-hmm. even for him, who's constantly berated and maybe making shitty money, there's a part of his brain that's like probably terrified going, oh God, a real job and having to apply for it and change my whole lifestyle and this and that. I can't do that. It's right. too much, even it if he could be recognizes worse. it or not. Yeah, I I like that. I like that all of these people are just terminally immune to advice and to doing things that are good for them and that they just dig their holes deeper and deeper and provide us with all of this content. It's nice. Like, I can only (laughs) think of one example. And Charlie, you know this person. For Kaya's entertainment, it's great. (laughs) It is great. It is great. Because I'll give you an example of someone who took (laughs) the Internet's advice. Charlie, I don't know if you remember this person, Zinnia Jones, who's this creep who hates his wife and his entire life revolves around bl- uh, putting things in his asshole and blowing his ass out and like his thread used to move at like three pages a day one day finally stops tweeting 
That's all he had to do. Finally stops fucking tweeting every perversion he's get he gets himself into and the threat fucking dies. It came to a fucking halt. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, finally, thank God, like maybe he started to lose weight and stop putting like tentacle dildos up his ass. Like, but we we lose out on entertainment, you know, I mean, it's good for them, but almost none of them take this advice. He's the only one I can think of, of the people that I follow who do. And the other ones, they're just, I don't know what it is that compels them. I honestly, I, all of these people, I want to put them in a, what do you call it? Like uh, a brain scan and see what's wrong with their brains. Like, is there some neurological thing that compels them to tweet 50 times a day about everything? Well, an, every f- I imagine it's an addiction. Well, this yeah. is th- this is part addiction. of. Yeah, this is part of what's terrifying to me about the Internet and the the effect that it has on some people. Um, and I, I've suffered from it partially as well. Um, the way that n- not necessarily in terms of social media, because my Twitter is like there are tumbleweeds rolling through it, but. there is like for me it's the feeling of constantly being connected and the expectation that i'm supposed to be connected and after a while um for some people the internet creates these addictions because that's it's hard to remember sometimes that the internet is a series of crafted experiences so when you go on a social media website it is crafted in a way that is designed to keep you scrolling and keep you posting and for some people it has an effect on them that is more extreme than others or is more particular in others uh and when when someone gets addicted to posting they will just keep posting over and over again and this is by design and this this is sort of a realm of the human psyche that hasn't been under well understood because it's just people doing things that seem to work for the website. And it's having, um, there's a word for this that I always end up forgetting. Um, it's emergent. There are emergent properties that we do not yet understand, but we are experiencing. (laughs) Did Kaya say stupid then as a word that is Frederick may have forgotten? (laughs) You think this man would have forgotten the word stupid? No, I think that's a word for it. Like a sane person. Uh, like if if I went on fucking Twitter and tweeted like I don't know, like if I acted like the Slayton sisters and tweeted about how I eat thirty five thousand calories a day, and people made fun of me, I'd be like, okay, well I'm not gonna do that again. People made fun of me. That was bad. Well, this <laughs> is the just, thing. They right? don't like, have that thought part. They don't have that if else like conditional statement running in their brains, that algorithm that is comes naturally to the rest of us of I don't want to be made fun of on the internet. They just keep going. Right. But these uh, on the uh, like these websites, however, are casting their net wide. It's very similar to a cult. A cult may look like a cult to the vast majority of people who see it. But those aren't the people who can recognize they're a cult aren't the people that they're targeting. They're targeting the vulnerable people. They're targeting the people that they can get to in the social media does the same thing. They're like the the majority of people like you will recognize it for what it is, but there are some people who won't. And social media, I think, has a much broader appeal than cults. And so in some ways is more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. it's all probability games. If you mm-hmm. throw yeah. out something that goes to hundreds of thousands of people getting three or four is all you need. Right. It's OK if some swim through the holes in the net. You're not looking to catch every single fish. Yeah, yeah. 
I also think just the uh, attention is addictive to people that maybe don't get it in the real world, which is why you're going to see so many people with like the dumbest fucking takes in the world on Twitter because it gets people to like <laughs> see them. You, right. You get engagement, even yeah, if it's overwhelmingly negative. Yeah. Yeah. And not you only that, get... you'll get some people that agree with you and go, True. yeah, he's right. And then you just circle jerk inside of that community and it just builds and builds. Right. It's uh, these these communities have a way of dominating these people's <laughs> lives um not not universally but there are some people who just become very Hi, intensely crying? focused is this all too much sorry, for you just... do you need to sit down no not yeah, this is like my favorite topic you guys like, this is why i'm so giddy like i'm thinking about all all the people that we're talking about and just their lives and it's his fucking hysterical like there's people to this day sending chris chan <laughs> messages asking him if they can make a sunichu game like this person exists you can't write this shit like <laughs> yeah the the internet is solely responsible for making a lot of these people relevant and interesting i don't know I, are we gonna talk about the how, how reddit is now run by pedophiles and it's still no because we're gonna talk about how we them. need a vpn isn't that right <laughs> oh okay yeah it's you should time. use it when you go on reddit it's by the way you should use it for every goddamn website because internet service providers like Comcast or Verizon know every single website you visit. Now, some of you out there who aren't tech, tech savvy or maybe you're just ambivalent, you go, oh, whatever, they can take all my websites, they can take all my history, I don't care. But did you know that ISPs can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will then use your data to target you? That's fucking annoying. Good thing that ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, so your online activity can't be seen by anybody. It's as easy as closing the bathroom door for a little-known privacy. Just fire up the app and click one button. Works on your phone, your laptop, even your router. So anyone who's sharing your Wi-Fi can be protected. I mean, I've got it all set up in my house. I got a little, got a little hub set up. Helps me helps me do internet things. Express VPNs on there. You want to come over? You want to connect to my Wi-Fi? I'll give you the password. Not 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 everyone, so my neighbors can't steal it. But you, and you out there listening at home, you can you can have your internet data protected. Or instead of flying all the way to where I live, you can download it for yourself and try it and see how well it mm -hmm. works. Secure Thanks, your Andrew. online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash official today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash official and get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash official three months for free. Why are you letting people spy on you when you don't have mm -hmm. to? Nice. Anyway, express anyway. <laughs> right i so we we were talking about these odd individuals and th there's a term that i've coined for it that i it's not like this term is being used by anyone else but i tend to describe it as person as phenomenon <laughs> in that people are not looking at the person themselves. Uh, and in fact, the person is immaterial. Um, it's what they do and what enjoyment can be extracted from them. The person right. themselves is a phenomenon. And in fact, the community that builds around these people is inextricable from them. Uh, therefore, like making them a part of the phenomenon. So people are there like maybe about this 
person like originally like they're interested in this person but what really pulls them in is the phenomenon of them i think uh i think a big related part of it too is also they enjoy the feeling of kind of taking it down or like aiding in its destruction because most of these especially the ones that are the most popular used to be loved and have a big community right like wings wings was a really big dude in call of duty dsp started in call of duty uh one that you talked about as well spoony mm-hmm. had a bunch of videos and a popular channel and a really devout devoted audience and and like yeah there are the ones that people laugh at that are just odd and weird from the get-go but most of them had an endearing audience to begin with ones that supported yeah, them and loved, yeah what they wanted to do boogies another I... big example yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I even though he was playing a lol cow he, even though he was playing a character that people laughed at, people enjoyed his comedy videos and thought they were no, funny. Yeah, he, he, was, yeah. he was often he was, he was often beloved. known as the yeah. yeah what, 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 uh, who's that Rogers guy? Oh, um, that everyone Mr. loves, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I Mr. wouldn't go Mr. that far. Yeah, nobody ever they called him Mr. Rogers. Rogers was a fucking boogie. He was no, known wait, as the Mr. Wait, Rogers yeah, of the internet. He was really, he was. really, yes, absolutely. Really yeah. Called him that, yes. What no the fuck is wrong way. with the internet? Jesus no. Christ. Are you guys not familiar with... Hold up. Wait, uh, wait. Okay, in his early this. content... In his early, in his early Jackson's content... Jackson's our resident boogie expert. Let him explain. <laughs> Let me fucking talk then. Jesus. In his early days of Jackson, content... Jackson, can you just please before, explain it already? Before the divorce... Before the divorce, he he was often a man of sage advice and counsel to his audience. So he often gave off like a Jolly Santa uh, vibe in his videos. Most of his videos weren't entirely like his outrage videos where he plays Francis. A lot of them Um, were just advice videos or stories about his life. And... And I think a lot of them were, in hindsight, perhaps manipulation on his part because it, I think Fake he was awesome. playing more of a character. Yeah, playing more of a character there than he was when he was playing Francis. I w- but I, yeah, I would like to uh, read one of his very old posts that Jackson sent me the other day. I'm, I'm having to scroll past like two days worth of us talking about the Reddit pedophile. But so this is from what year is this from, Jackson? 2007. This is from Boogie. And this is Holy him shit. trying to be like edgy on some website called yeah, Evil Square. Wait, 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 what the wait, fuck wait, is I, Evil Square? I, I want to clarify. Wait, I want to clarify. Do you this, read it? I sent this. No, I sent this post to Kaya. It's uh, it's about um, Boogie had like one of he was like a webmaster. He made sites back in the day. This was before YouTube. So this was before mm. he was putting on the Mister Rogers persona that he was then known for. Okay, so this is his website, and he says in November 11, 2007, this year's the first post on evilsquared.com. We're bad people. We're really bad people. We're racist, classist, sexist fuckfaces. One time I saw you getting mugged because I was the one that was mugging you. I took turns (laughs) raping your favorite thing, especially if it was a baby. Mmm, babies. I use offensive words quite often. I'm going to use one now. Booby. I use worse. <laughs> I used to take turns. <laughs> Actually, a banger. This is trying to be like ironic. I, I knew that was going to get I, you. I, I use word. I, I use worse. I used to take turns fucking new holes into corpses. Now I just fuck the ones that are already there because I'm lazy. I'm also so. I'm also into tea is, ceremony. Th- this has all the energy of a Terry Davis rant. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it also sounds yeah. like a 14-year-old trying to make the edgy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly like, that's exactly what it is. It's a yeah. man trying to be edgy for yeah. internet points. It's Dude, not again, even this it's was like before. self-aware. I'm going to try to be edgy but in a childish way where I pretend that the word booby is edgy like XD yeah. lol LOL, you know, random humor edgy. Like, right. What the fuck are you and doing? I, and I think and I think that Boogie is a really good example of some of the problems that arise when someone builds a a community around their personality, especially when yeah. that personality is a construct. I think that the people who build a community or like a community is maybe the wrong term, a career around their personality and that personality that they are presenting is at least mostly true to themselves then they can manage it although it can be exhausting i could never do it i don't know how you do it charlie i more power to you i i could never do what you do but for some people they create they craft a version of themselves but then oh mm -hmm. and then they build a career out of that but that becomes exhausting because when there is so much time looking at you and your um and your immediate thoughts, there are going to be parts of you that do not fit in with that personality that slip through. And there are some people who can handle that. Maybe they can change their content or they just retreat. They call it quits after a while. But there are people like Boogie who implode. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Boogie well, would have at, never. This, at this point, I don't even think he. I don't even think he knows which uh, character he has created is yeah. closest to his actual personality. Yeah. I think it's it's all too much for one man to handle. It's I like think I really don't. He never had. If he never had Twitter, Boogie would still be the Mister Rogers of the internet. Yes. Twitter yeah. single handedly no, ruined it's him. Well, it's, no, Charlie it, is right. These people, all they need to Twitter, do, like I mentioned 100%. in that one example, just fucking. The second you shut down your Twitter, you you all of you fucking creepos on the internet who cry about harassment and doxing and people bullying you supposedly. This, like this is delete just, your this fucking is Twitter. No, no, it's it's no, not. It's, it's, it's not even. That specific it's just he needs to shut the fuck up like he, no, he wait, needs to it, stop talking and get away from the internet That's it's it. anywhere where he's a, he, he's not able to like uh you know edit his his thoughts right. or edit his videos or stuff it's, it's it's the exact same on his twitch he's the exact same person oh, as he's I on, twitter, he on his twitch yeah, yeah. I forgot it, it's maddening yeah. because ostensibly yeah, like you can look at your post before you post on twitter you can edit it you can change it i don't know how many times i've deleted a tweet and then tweeted it again because i made a typo but twitter's mm -hmm. interface is actively designed to prevent you from doing this and this i believe is why they refuse to implement an edit button because they're trying to create an air of immediacy. You know, they, yeah. there's always like, what, what is it? it? Isn't there a phrase in that text box that says, like, what's on your mind? Right. It is encouraging yeah. you to spontaneously speak to your audience. And once it is out there on the Internet, especially if you have attention on you like Boogie, you can't put that back. I, I've said it before on episodes when we talked about it, and I still really stand by it as well as most other creators who like talk themselves into getting into deeper shit. They just need to shut up. They have this compulsive need to put stuff out there and have people react and like defend themselves and clarify and go, oh, that that specific line of paragraph six where I said this phrase, I didn't mean that phrase. What I meant is this. Just shut up. Just, just like stop talking up. on the Internet for a week and just you'll learn so much better. Up. That's just it. Like, don't. 
Don't fucking upload a photo of yourself with a gigantic tentacle dildo in your ass and your meal that is 35,000 calories and people will immediately stop bullying you. It's that easy, yeah. but you do it. You bring well, it up on yourself. I think Jackson would agree with this. With Boogie in particular, he has this compulsive desire to give his take on everything, <laughs> even when it's never asked of him. And nothing is usually ever asked of him, but he will and always it, chime right. in to exactly. give his take. He will always chime and he, in. And, and the funniest part is... The, the weirdest part of There's it all no is that Andrew. I don't think Boogie has any actual, like, beliefs or politics. I, he no, just chimes he, no. in for the sake of it. He, he, he uh, parrots whatever he, think, he thinks at the time is the correct thing to say. Yeah. I will agree that's with all that. He ever yeah. does. That, that yeah. does seem to be the case at the very least. And then he usually apologizes when one person says they disagree. He's like, I'm so sorry I missed the mark on this one. It's just what I believe in. You know, and I'm going to hurt some people. Then he gets shit over that. Then he gets shit over having... Yeah, right. He, he, he course corrects to such an extreme where <laughs> now he's alienated the people that he originally sided with. So, Frederick, <laughs> yeah, when's the uh, down the rabbit hole on Boogie coming? <laughs> I haven't ruled it out. Ooh! Um, whoa. Nah, yeah, he is boring. Dude, if you need recommendations, I, I'm an expert on that forgot fucking... Uh, I I I, I my, doubt he needs my, recommendations. My problem, my, I I have I have plenty of ideas. In fact, like the one I'm doing after the one I'm about to finish is probably going to be massive if I do end up going with it. I my problem isn't necessarily that I don't want to cover uh, topics like boogie, but there are part of the problem is my composer is terribly bored by these people. <laughs> and so I want to I want to give him topics that allow him to really stretch his legs because the music that he makes for down the rabbit hole is incredible. And I, I want to empower him. Yeah. But also, I just have so many other interesting things uh, that I want to cover um, that are oftentimes more ridiculous or just personally more interesting to me. You're speaking May of I? Ryan Probert, right? Yes, Ryan Probert. Yeah, we can go ahead and give him a little shout out on the show. He, he does yes. make very good music. Yeah, he's fantastic. fantastic. Ryan, may I recommend Jesus circus music? <laughs> if you ever do boogie, <laughs> oh god, just put it on loop like ba 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 da 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 da. What a fucking fat <laughs> retard. Oof. I, right. I no Ryan Prober is incredible. Um, his music is amazing. He wrote a song, and I co-authored the lyric the lyrics with him. Um, for the credits music it's uh we we also use a lot of live instrumentation now for the music and in fact uh he is getting the violin parts from um a violinist that he knows uh and is excellent uh, he's gotten some of it already and has shown it to me um in contact in the context of the music and it is incredible he is absolutely i i think he's t he's helped take down the rabbit hole up. He yeah. has elevated it. Yeah, it really adds to it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very, I'm very proud of my little team. I also have uh, my graphic designer, Ark Axon, who did, uh, he's done a lot of random things. Uh, he did the diagrams for the uh, Call of Duty duel between Wings, uh, Wings of Redemption and Syndicate. Uh, he did all of the chess diagrams. He designed a custom chess set. Um, although I did make the chessboard sound effects like th those are custom. I did those myself. But he is also doing a ton of work for this new video, which is almost obscenely um, complicated. 
And so he's got a lot of work cut out for him. But yeah, like my little team is Ryan Probert and Ark Axum. Uh, it, it's wonderful. It, it's really nice having a team um, who can help me help me tackle topics visually and orally that I otherwise wouldn't be able to. Man, I'm really excited to see this new video now, man. Yeah, God damn. It yeah, is. Give us a, give us a it is. It is so complicated. Yep. I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to freak out for a second because it is <laughs> i have labored over this so hard because i had to use like the only sources the only good sources i had for this were a couple of out of print books and they outline the story in such an absurdly like roundabout and convoluted way that trying to put together a linear sequence of events was a nightmare. It doesn't help that there were 19 individual entities, many of them with numbers for names, all moving about and doing their own thing <laughs> constantly. And these people couldn't just give me a nice, simple through line. No, I had to pick it apart and piece everything together what is it teaser hints oh. like initials when does it come out bloody benders okay fine no I'm, I'm i will confirm nor deny it's boogie I, I, it's, <laughs> what did <laughs> yeah i numbered each one of his shirts <laughs> each one of his fucking folds yeah Ooh. yeah lobes um well, well when are you expecting this video to come out do you have a like a rough day it'll probably be two or three more weeks um because okay. after I, i'm recording the final narration tomorrow and then I'm going to be cutting it together so that Ryan Ryan has already uh, put a bunch of the music together, like rough drafts of the music. And then after the final narration is complete, he's going to time the music specifically with my narration. That's why the music rises and falls so well with my voice is because he tailors it to the narration. It's it, he I, I cannot sing his praises enough. He's incredible. But also, I can't um, wait now then the graphic design needs to be done. Although a lot of the graphic design has already been done. Now just the animations need to be done. So uh, while that gets complete, um, I have a couple of other, other things I can do and I can prepare for the video after this one. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Nice. I'm very, I'm very, very involved. No. I'm very, oh, how dare you? For. You're clearly excited and passionate about your I work. I love my it's job. Really, like, um, can I, can I just yeah. say that? I love my job. It, it I it I get like to look at weird things and write for a living. I because I have I have an English degree with a writing minor, and so I get to like I all I love writing and literature. I get to write these scripts. I get to take these complicated things and uh, dissect them and put them together in a digestible way, and then I I get to share this with millions of people. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of excitement for talking about Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, one, one more question then. One more question on that video, and then we could steer away from trying to get you to, to reveal it. Is it a very well-known topic, no. or is this more of an obscure no, one? No, this is so obscure that it was purposefully hidden from the public 
for decades. Whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay. Ooh. Um, uh, be careful. Case. You might have given you've something away. Like, I, you know, you've uncovered I'm, aliens. I'm okay with that. There, there's your scoop. There's your scoop. Mm. Is it Reddit being run by pedophiles? <laughs> that just happened, bro. I don't think he made this video for <laughs> it's a I saw this coming. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he works fast. <laughs> if don't you could have stopped man. it, Fred. Yeah, you could have stopped him, Fred. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I am I am an outsider. I am a proper documentarian that never interferes. If I see mm. a dying seal, I leave it on the ice. Ooh. Huggy's <laughs> wow. career wrapped up in one sentence. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no more like a beach whale. Going for the throw. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm being mean. <laughs> Something really must have happened between Andrew and Boogie recently. I was reminded of him. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> You so, should do. I mean, like Boogie is obviously not deserving of a deep dive or anything. Like, but maybe you could do like mini sods, you know, like little bite-sized chunks for people who yeah, are kind of well, goofy, kind but of, not really. It's kind of already something he's passionate about. I kind yeah, of he's, already he does do that. it with Jabroni Mike. Yeah, I, I have a podcast called The Warrens, which I do very infrequently um, with him. But we have covered a couple of odd, funny little things uh, so far. We have an episode on semenology. Uh, which is a, oh, I love semenology. Yeah, yes. it, it, it's a mixology book where all but one of the recipes include cum, and that and you can get a science copy for hundred dollars. By the way, oh hell yeah! I don't know if you can um, like mm. signed by who? The author semen. I, I forget his name. Uh, Paul Fotier. That's his name. Okay, I believe. Last name is Fo- yeah no Paul Fody Fotenhauer that's his name I'm sorry I messed up the name at first Fotenhauer Fotenhauer but Fody though you're just thinking of Boomhauer Fody is his nickname yeah I am Paul Fotenhauer uh, uh, the, the okay. worst part about the book is it comes with full color high quality images of the drinks oh my god um, so yeah. I mean there's like yeah this he actually jizzed in his drinks. Yes. yes, this is a subculture on YouTube. I don't know, Fred, if you like uh, went into that. I'm sure you did. Like, YouTube is full of videos of people blending their cum. There's like this one vegan lady what? who's uh, sharing. Yeah, there, there's videos on YouTube of people making these cum cocktails. And uh, there's like this one woman claiming that cum will protect you from COVID, which I tell all the women I've been with, you know, that's <laughs> obviously <up>. science. <laughs> It's based in truth. <laughs> but it gives you the proteins to keep your immune system strong. <laughs> right? Like she's, she makes these videos talking about how, yes, I, you know, my friend provided the cum, the semen for this video. And now fact, I will share with idea. you the friend. way to turn this into pudding. <laughs> like your friend is, I mean, he's got a good gig going, I guess. Like if it just fucking jizzes on your face and tells you it's for your health, like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but wait, is that is, is that actually a good uh, a good gig to have? No. It doesn't sound like he's actually jizzing on her face. He's like a he's just a cum manufacturing plant. Yeah, but I mean, it's that, better that than just jerking off and letting the cum sit right. in the tissue. No, it's so much work. At that point, it's just like the music video that you helped make, Charlie. Like where you're just oh, being yeah. harvested for your semen. 
Yeah, but yeah. in a less painful way. Well, it's just way. extra work. After, <laughs> after jerking off, you're just jerking off into like a glass or something and then you've got to like keep it fresh for her. No, you Fuck don't. That. You can just yeah, give it to I her mean, next time you see her. Like, that's not hard. Yeah. What are you talking about? You can Ugh. be like, oh, I forgot to milk myself. Do you have a shot glass? I'll do it now. Like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's not bad work or like tedious effort that he's putting into this that, that guy is a pretty <laughs> comfy job in my opinion he has to jerk off once in a while when she has to make a video like i don't know i don't know either they exist i love the internet in this way like it's it has allowed these people to exist and it's fascinating it is pretty fucking fascinating. I, yeah. I, I found the channel. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. I guess like the reason oh, that I'm disinclined it? to mm-hmm. make videos about people like Boogie and Wings and DSP in the future is because I've already made the videos talking about this sort of interaction. Like at some point it becomes repetitive where it's just the same story playing out over and over again with new faces and new names. Yeah, I think the only it's thing that beautiful. separates something like uh, Dark Side Phil and Wings of Redemption is uh, not so much the overarching idea that you've touched on, like the illness they both clearly suffer f- suffer from, but more just like how they got there and the journey they took and all that. I think that's what makes it interesting is just their personal history. Right. And I will say, I, I think the thing that's so interesting to me regarding Boogie is it was such... Um, such a massive fall from grace since like i said he was the mr rogers of the internet he won a fucking game award right oh my god i forgot all fuck? about that gamer of the year 2014 holy and, and dick it was, it was just such a drastic downfall after he stopped being able to hide who he really is i guess i don't know it's just interesting that no uh, he wants to, to be a pimp how drastic it was yeah yeah but he also he's got a big following on tiktok now i mean he's he's up and coming this could be the second coming of boogie's popularity he's found a very successful shtick on tiktok where he'll make a video that always ends with and then i ate some children or something like that or then yeah it's interesting it's he's almost going back to his 2007 roots on tiktok i've noticed he's he's doing that more edgy comedy where he 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 did a tiktok that he posted to his twitter that's the only way i saw it i don't follow him on him on tiktok at all but he posted on twitter where he was talking about how he would uh visit strip clubs and spit chocolate on the strippers and whoever got the most chocolate on them whichever stripper got the most chocolate on them He'd take them home, and then the punchline to the story would be that he eats them. No, you think it was worse than that. The punchline was that he rapes and kills them. What? I I don't remember any rape. I think you might be. No, he's sure. I'd like to point out that I I wasn't laughing about Boogie making the TikToks. I was laughing at an edit that has Kaya running over Boogie with the killdozer. I'm, <laughs> that's that's Jackson. That's, what the fuck? Yeah, oh, Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, not Kyle Jackson. I mean, listen, listen. You're all the same to I'm me. The, I'm the greasy okay. Middle Eastern dude. Get it right. I'm, that that's that's yeah, what I need to bitch. remember. I see. I love I love. Someone posted a new edit in our Discord of our uh, 2018 Comic Con panel, but with Boogie in the center. <laughs> <laughs> We're all sitting around <laughs> <and> laughing. <laughs> I it's like, 
that oh, actually no. happened. How low effort all these edits are. Like the lighting never matches. <laughs> yeah, this is like thrown together during like, the show. I, I, I still love it. I still appreciate it. Thank you. It is cute, Tarion. Yeah. This is why you should become a fucking patron. So, so oh, question: yeah. Do I need to be apologizing to Kaya or Jackson here? Who knows? Both. Of <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, both equally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Boogie's I, going through a cycle, man. He's going back to that and, 2007 edginess. And, and this, and this, I think, is a pattern among a lot of these internet figures, right? Uh, Chris Chan does this. Uh, Spoonie seems to be in the dark night of the soul at this point. Um, is that the right term? Am I using that term correctly? Mm. I hope so. The uh, dark night soul. The dark night of the soul. I don't know. Um, Never heard. The, but it's uh. it's the same with uh, Boogie and DSP and Wings. They go through these cycles where um, they start to maybe improve themselves and get better, but at at mm-hmm. some point they are still dependent upon this community, They're whether still... for uh, emotional like attention right like emotional support in terms of getting attention or monetarily it's where it gets monetary that things really start to get ugly i think boogie Mm -hmm. boogie could have bettered himself very easily over the last few years by just not constantly putting his mouth in his he's actually made it worse for himself definitely say that part of the fun is when they start when they like claim that they're gonna start bettering themselves and all of us know, oh, this is going to go downhill real fast. That's the funny part, too, because Boogie Jackson will probably know more about this. But Boogie is now on a fast, you guys. You, you may not have heard he's going to drop those pounds. He's going to get rid of his 17 chins. He said that he's on a water fast. And like literally 20 hours into his fast, he admitted that he has an emergency turkey in his fridge that he might have to snack on. Because he was getting heart palpitations from not eating. Emergency turkey. Just the phrase emergency turkey is glorious. In in his defense, though, turkey is quite literally the healthiest emergency food you could have. It it wasn't turkey, it was chicken. Oh, sorry. Emergency chicken in his fridge just in case, like break glass in case of emergency. Like if your tummy hurts from not eating for half an hour, break it and put put the chicken tendies in your mouth and dieting at that point isn't easy and and food addiction is real and all that stuff but it is annoying having boogie uh act as though he's like uh, i don't know like he's something that fascinates me and i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry you go ahead you go ahead i'm interrupting no no i was just gonna say i'd rather have you say it go ahead (laughs) okay okay i guess this is one of the parts of internet culture that has weirded me out the most there are people who end up creating content around their weight loss or their weight loss becomes a core part of their content um if if not like a peripheral part and then when they fail to lose the weight or they fail their diet the viewers take that like the viewers right the community whatever community they've Mm -hmm. crafted take it as a personal slight like it you have not just failed yourself (laughs) you have failed us too and because they have made the weight loss a part of their content and it's it's surreal to me because this like maybe you're there for the journey and you want to see the person lose the weight but then there's an anger response like there's rage when these people fail their diets which is exceedingly common and 
I I'd say the like the default way for a diet to end for most people. So what is it that makes people so enraged when they fail a diet? Well, because they they feel like they're being lied to. I assume. I I, no. I have to assume so because but but no. that's not how di- how diets work. It's not like the person lied. The person usually wants to lose the weight, but then you also end up yeah. with a problem where if the weight loss itself is the content, then if they lose the weight, the content's gone. And if they've come I, to yeah. if they have come to yeah. uh, rely on their yeah. channel monetarily, <laughs> then they have a vested interest in not losing the weight and dragging it out for as long as possible. I think yeah. it's I think it's yeah. even more surface level, like, though. I think it's people like you see it all the time with Minecrafters where they become overwhelmingly invested in their life uh, to the point where it's vicariously living through them. Right. Yes. So when he fails a weight loss, the people that genuinely support him feel heartbroken because it's like, well, they also failed. So, like, the failure kind of goes onto his audience as well because there's so many people, even in Boogie's community, that worship him. Right. So when it doesn't work out, they feel like they have also lost. Right. I've I've definitely noticed by reading comments, there's a a lot of people in Boogie's comments, YouTube or uh, Twitter, who are overweight people who who are using him as a source of inspiration uh, for weight loss. So uh, you could be correct mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. I, 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 I definitely think he definitely, definitely inspires too. me to, uh, work out. I mean, <laughs> shit. It, it's, I, I the, the one thing like Fred, I love you. And it, all of you guys who do this work, all the tedious work of documenting these people and making it entertaining for us, like taking a 7,000 page thread and making it, uh, you know, putting it in an entertaining to watch video. But like you guys missed out on the chance of what, channels like tlc do who have i don't know like they have a bigger budget and less ethics i guess because they will swoop up these people like the slayton sisters who are these you know one of them is literally 750 pounds and they will just give them a show and milk them for the money that it generates it just got renewed for a third season like i'd like to think i'm above that I would think you are as well, Fred. (laughs) I I do not mean to, you know, parade myself around as a like bastion of human decency, but I can at least be better than that. Yeah, Yeah. it's deplorable. The the, a lot of TLC shows are just exploitative. It's literally taking people that are are, unwell and turning it into like a comedy show about them. It's it's terrible. I have very strong opinions. um, the like, only way the TLC gets away with that is that the people they document, they are so unlikable. They are such but shitty that's people, the thing. usually. It's not even always that case, because right. the way they edit and present the TV show, they might be normal exactly. people who have right. bad days. No, 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 no. Like, half the people that they fucking document... I mean, for example, the Slayton Sisters, again, TLC found that show from the Kiwi Farms. They have, they've had a threat for, like, four years. They've been on YouTube for, like, a decade. They are actually really shitty people. They're really right. shitty fucking people, those two. That's why people don't feel bad for them when, like... But... TLC is very unethical and like I I keep harping on this, but I just can't get over it. Like Tammy Slayton gained 50 pounds in a month. She's immobile, you guys. (laughs) She cannot do her own shopping. That means somebody else had to shop all the fucking Twinkies and shit and the pizzas and they had to bring them to her feet and feed her. And I don't know who's doing that legwork because she's not. It has to like I wonder Ah, if TLC is doing this behind the scenes. I I, so 
I think that there is a trap here uh, that always seems to permeate shows like this. Um, the trap is this is a horrible person, therefore they deserve the negative filmmaking. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is that the editing is purposefully deceptive. They yeah. are uh, they are mm-hmm. filming a re- and ostensibly a reality show, but they are creating a fiction around that reality. So even if the person is terrible, the reality that is being constructed through the show is still not accurate to who they are. Because yeah. they maybe the creator of the show sold the show to a producer to be a certain way. And now they are constrained to craft a show that reflects this, that like even beyond considering whether the person is terrible or not, that is reprehensible to me. It could even exacerbate all of the problems of it. If they come up and say, hey, we've got this show. It's about these two overweight sisters that are bad people. Then as the show goes on, the fucking producer is going to be like, bring them more pizza. This this shot, it doesn't have them eating enough. That's what the people like. Oh, you should scream more. It's right. that's what the, that's what the show wants. Right. It's going to make it worse. They'll, yeah, there, there used right. to be a lawsuit here in Germany where I live. We have our own you know, German version of these trashy channels. And one family actually sued one of those TV channels. They said, you know, it was a German spinoff of those... Um, I don't know what the Americans call it, wife swap, I, I think, where the yeah, wife goes yeah. to another family. And they were like, dude, the film crew fucking lied to us. They would, like they said that the film crew would literally shit up the house. They would dump trash everywhere on like their cigarette ashes. And then they would film it as if we had done that. And they sued the fucking TV station. Yeah. And Reality from what shows I understand, are not real. From some of the people who've been on 600 Pound Life, uh, they've disclosed... Somebody broke their NDA agreement at some point uh, to say that TLC, for example, will pay them an extra 500 bucks if they d- agree to do a naked shower scene. <laughs> Which, yeah. Reality yeah, shows are not, not laughed at. Reality shows are completely and utterly faked. I'll give you another great example that blows my mind. You know those house shows where they go house hunting? Where they're like, they're like, they're like, Jay and Dana are looking for a home. They have option A, the colonial option B, the continental or option C, the two story, blah, blah, blah. Fun fact, 95% of the people on those shows have already bought the house. The other two are just there to make a TV show. They've already made their purchase and decision. Right. It's all fake. It's It's all completely crafted for a story. It's not just fake, though. Like, it's like 50% faked and 50% they actually found a sad motherfucker. Like 90 Day Fiance. Those people are real. And they're they are genuine medical morons. They are measurably, objectively stupid people who, who are getting scammed by, like, cam whores in Lebanon who, to whom they sent their fucking liquidated 401k. And the camera crew just sticks a camera in that guy's face. Like, oh, so you sent this... Uh, cam whore $800 every week huh hmm, fascinating why don't you talk about it it's like this right it's an evolution of the circus sideshow except it's even more profitable because it's even more popular and they don't have to pay the person a wage yeah rather than talking to person, a fucking film crew they should be talking to a therapist and but the person like you can this ahead. is all legal they are consenting to be filmed to do this but they're clearly unaware of how stupid they are 
They're clearly like yeah, how it makes them look. You're right. Mm-hmm. They're like oh, I don't want to like I don't know the legalities of this, but you could almost argue that they're just too stupid to even give consents. Like, dude, they are only filming you because you're so fucking dumb. Right. It's and the core. I think the core of what you're getting at is it's predatory. Yes. 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 Manipulates really vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. And I guess like when. When I tr- when I talk about people like Darkseid Film, Wings of Redemption, I'm not there because I'm trying to make them into circus sideshows. And I hope that that's not the impression that anyone. No, that's gets. never been okay. the impression that I've I've received okay. from your work. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad because I'm, again, interested in the concept of person as phenomenon. I'm not looking to make a mockery of them. I'm trying to yeah. understand their existence and their relationship with the internet. <laughs> understand their existence. I mean, that that distills it. That is a good description. I, I <laughs> it's it, it interests it, it is inter- what is interesting to me is the internet. I'm not I'm not trying to exploit them. And I and I know that it, it's hard to argue that when I am, you know, making videos with their names as the title. But I hope that anyone who watches what I make can recognize what I'm trying to do with it. And I hope it comes across. Um, I don't think anyone gets uh, confused uh, on the internet. Uh, yeah. no, there's okay. a there's a big uh, difference I, I between definitely. There's a big difference between exploiting it and using it for gain and being a documentarian of it. You de- yeah, you definitely have a pretty. Yeah. unbiased or unmotivated like way if, of doing it where it doesn't seem like you're coming at it from an aggressive angle like if you made your fucking angle. wings video and you were like look at this fat fuck and look at this new pathetic yeah. thing he's doing then it did be something. basically if you did it anyway how kyle would be <laughs> <Right>. then, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> i don't do anything okay don't throw me under the bus motherfucker i don't do anything i just read no i'm innocent yeah, I'm, I'm saying if you were to make the video, though, <laughs> that's that's why it, was, I mean, look, it would probably be an I, aggressive way of doing it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> a lot of these people, inside. a lot of people. <laughs> I just don't know how to put this, but I'll just say this. Like, every person that I've ever read a thread on on Kiwi Farms deserved to have a thread. None of them were innocents. Like, all of the people I've ever read about on that site were terrible, shitty fucking people. And not because people make them look that way by deceptively commenting or editing. Like, by their own words. All Kiwi Farms does, by the way. Like, it gets maligned as a site a lot, but all they do is archive shit. It's these people's own... Twitter accounts own whatever in Boogie's case like his own websites that they archive and that's it they just save what people say and they're all a bunch of fucking douchebags okay which is uh, why you're, you're being you're being slightly disingenuous that's no, not, not all they do I've seen pl- no I've seen plenty of comments on Kiwi Farms where they do manipulate things or, or what do you mean manipulate Kaya Kaya you're, Kaya, you're saying all they do is all they do is present the information I'm on Kiwi yeah, Farms right not- now and their headline for DSP is DSP is a notoriously awful Let's Player who built an empire of failure on a permanently sinking ship. That's not unbiased at all. That, right. is, that is a crazy That's editorializing, title, but that is accurate. That is accurate. They are honest. But I, what I mean is they don't do the fucking journalist thing where they take like, I don't know where they don't. There's nothing to lie about because they don't have to. They literally just archive the fucking tweets on a third party, unaffiliated, like archive.is. They're just archived the tweet and then they make fun of it. That's all. That's why I don't feel bad for these people, because it's all of their own words. They describe themselves. 
It's never anyone pinning shit on them that they didn't themselves admit publicly. Like in the case of that Reddit pedophile who has decades long history of this is all public information. These are all public documents that KiwiFarm just fucking compiles in an archive. That's it. They don't make shit up. Okay, counterpoint. I definitely saw in the Adam Kovic thread, the, the man from Funhouse whose dick pics and asshole pictures got leaked. To Jackson's uh, hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I definitely saw comments just because he was outed in the same leak that outed another, uh, like a, a different person as being a pedophile or, you know, a, a, what do you call him? A groomer. Which, which one was... Uh, no Jesus what I'm talking Haywood? about Kovic and Haywood Haywood is the groomer the the groomer we talked about this like two weeks ago Kai remember we were talking about how Adam yeah but there's like three of three names I know Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, I know Dan Avedan and I know Adam Kovic. I don't know who don't, Haywood just is Just forget anymore. about Avedan. That's not relevant yeah, at the not, moment. Not the one. Hey, hey, okay. Haywood and Kovic were both from Brewster Teeth and they both had pictures leak at the same time. Kovic on... Uh, sorry, Haywood on one hand was grooming underage individuals, allegedly. Well, I'm pretty sure it's pretty much confirmed at this point that he was. Uh, and then Kovic on the other hand um, was just... Uh, what do you call it? Like, he was just having salacious interactions with an of age person he just got catfished essentially but because his nudes were leaked in the same kind of uh, situation as haywood nearly everyone i saw on kiwi farms at least at the beginning was labeling him as a child sex offender as well and not just kiwi farms of course the internet as a whole did even though there was no evidence to suggest that that was the case not even in the original leak did, did they make that claim. and this is so, this touches on something that i find really interesting is something that i personally have had to come to terms with is the internet flattens things it flattens everything when mm -hmm. someone looks at a post or a photograph from a decade ago, it is just in the mind of the person looking at it. It is just as current as as a post that is made yesterday or an hour ago. Yep. It all uh, it all is experienced <sighs> in the exact same way. And so it all becomes a like a flat picture of a person so there is no change there is no growth even if a person looks different in a picture it's still them and it is still being experienced as a flat part of their life and uh, oftentimes that flattening because things also can be taken from their contexts or they can be taken out of their time um that it removes some of the complexity and gets flattened out even further. So when you take information like this, right, it's like, oh, two, like two scandals happened at the same time. Those two get flattened together and it becomes difficult yeah, to extricate one from like, the other. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Timing, the timing matters a lot. With so, these. It's almost like coordinated. It's where it like, almost seems you, that you way. You catch a genuine to God's, groomer as jackson said and in, in one like i don't know youtube channel gang and then another one who's not grooming people and then you lump them together that right does happen a lot on the fucking internet and just uh, people are like oh game grumps and the rooster teeth people both got caught okay but like in two wildly and radically different contexts and scenarios like one of these crimes yeah, you, one you, of these with, is not even these a crime specific things 
with these specific things, it's so it's so uh, evil to not look at these with the nuance they deserve. Right. Like just to flatten them down to their, their core elements and present it as just because they're being, the news is being released at the same time that they're both guilty of the same crimes is just right. Ridiculous. But this is an emergent property of the internet. This is how the internet yep. works, and this is how you get lol cows. Um, where just the way that you interface with the internet on a fundamental level creates these things. And we, as a society, and I know society lol, um, are trying <laughs> to understand how that works and how we interface with it. <laughs> I, I hate that we can't say that word anymore without I looking know. at know. I, 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 I hate like, the cringe fucking lords. internet. Like, oh, I God, know, you they ruined it. It's a... It's the a very valid everything. sentence you to say. Uh, well, you can't even say the phrase "among us" either now without uh, a bunch of twelve-year-olds, right. like a, the literal most unfunny human beings on the planet, going, "Oh, he said the thing." Oh. It's fucking annoying. I saw a great it's clip same from. I, I saw a great clip from a Twitch streamer who was playing. What was he playing? I think he was playing like Super Mario Gal, or no, Super Mario um, uh, Odyssey. And he discovered an interesting area and he's like, oh, whoa, what's this? And then he paused for a second and went, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. God, right. It, <laughs> can't say sus. Can't say young among us. You can't even you can't ever anymore. Like, this is a weird mimetic thing that's now you can't start any sentence with yeah. the words. We live in a society that's blank, whatever the hell you want to say, even though it's you know grammatically perfectly I, I fine. But everybody's now. going to assume that you're about to shoot up a Batman's screening. I absolutely hate now that when I'm doing comedy writing and making videos, I have to like double check certain things I've written that don't so that they don't relate to memes because I don't want people assuming <laughs> I'm just doing a meme. <laughs> I fucking, it fucking drives me up a goddamn wall when I have to like look over my script and go, good fucking God, is this is this close to that one meme? Oh, God, everyone's going to assume I'm just memeing. Got to edit that slightly. Can't say among us. Can't say yeah. society. Right. Can't, I cannot that, fucking stand it. Although I can't. With so fucking passion. I, There's I'm so joining, many words now. I'm joining Ugh. you in complaining about <laughs> it, but in the Per Cat Cafe video, I definitely purposefully included the bit where Diane Kelly says, We live in a society. Yeah. There's no, definitely I mean, times for it. Yeah. Like when you want to embrace it, it works. But yeah, like, right. I feel like when you just say a word, it shouldn't trigger right. that fucking response. Exactly. That. When, when you're fucking, trying to genuinely comedy is so homogenized now, and it's all the same jokes over and over and over again. That it, when you try to do something different, people will still like pattern fucking seeking robots go. Oh my god, he did that one thing out of this hour long video that relates to this one thing. <laughs> it's the fucking worst no, so this is part of the flattening <laughs> effect of Quite the internet point. right exactly it's it's fucking crushing creativity and stifling the internet because it's all boiling down to the same shit you either make well, and embrace not, these not, references or you the, get out of the way wait. That's not entirely true. You can still be creative. You can, you can be but creative Jackson, you, you can, but think about it. How many videos come out where someone makes a really well thought out work, but then there's a time code at the video, let's say four minutes in, and every YouTube comment is, oh, look at four minutes. I saw the Among Us guy. There he is. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I guess everything else I did does not matter. 
Yeah, no, it's like, your creativity yeah. still exists. He's just, right. he's just like, complaining like Jackson, about that so general many, attitude. There's so many yeah. landmines. The, the audience is always going to be like that. They were probably yeah. like that 20 years uh, exactly. ago. Exactly, I'm never, complaining about the you audience. You never use comments as a gauge for the general yeah. feeling. Oh, no, no, I don't. Like, I don't. I'm complaining about the audience. I'm not complaining <laughs> about the content. <laughs> he's complaining about you, you guys. He hates you. Yeah. This is your fault. This is the beginning of your down the rabbit hole episode. You're not ever, ever everyone in the comments. The just if you've already left a comment on this podcast, just change it, edit it, just to say Omogus, please. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. don't, don't I feel Andrew's pain. Christ. I mean, it's created a new like so many landmines that you don't want to s- step in, just so like your point doesn't get lost. Because if you say again, um, yeah. if you so much as show a screenshot of something that mildly resembles. Like an Among Us alien, whatever the fuck they are, the astronauts. The people leaving like, those comments weren't imagine, going to get the point originally anyway, though. Yeah, yeah but, Jackson, like, but imagine, they, they will, imagine you're doing They will a spam deep... the comments. They will spam the comments yeah. with those fucking memes, and that white noise drowns like, out the point like that Jackson, was originally supposed to be made. Jackson, think of it this way. Imagine you're doing a documentary on something you find actually really fascinating. Imagine you're fucking Frederick Knudsen. It's fucking like, oh, let's talk about the, the disaster of the Titan ship. It was a ship and it was really interesting and had all this history and it was in Russia. And then fucking you're like, and 69 passengers were killed. How many people are going to go, oh, 69, dude. Woo. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like in, I feel like I'd be making that documentary more for me, really. So I wouldn't really care. You, what the you know, and, and I'm right I get here. That, you can just ask me. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Jackson, I get that. Wait, I'm, not, I'm not saying it, here. I'm not saying it fucking only. I'm not saying it takes away or detracts from the work or the satisfaction. I'm just saying the feedback has lost any and all merit and quality. Like none of it matters anymore. Any and all comments and feedback that anyone the gets internet. on the internet most does feedback, not matter. Most feedback doesn't matter on the internet. And that's kind and of depressing because I feel like it should. You should be able to like talk with people and get a valid opinion or criticism or something. You can do that with your trusted, uh, like trusted. But how do you find them? If you're looking for <laughs> you find friends in your community. <laughs> yeah, number one, how do you find friends? Number two, how do you find them in your community? Someone will, someone will post a photo of like their children's birth certificates like happy trying to celebrate on twitter but because their thumb is in it and it looks like the among us character people are like amogus 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 exactly okay you're like it's a especially fucking spam bot now yeah on streams it's really don't, bad don't post yes stream if chat you, is terrible if you say because like over the course of like a six hour stream at some point you might say among and that word right there already is enough to trigger it. Right, like yeah. it and then you just see it and spammed in your chat for like two minutes. Like it's it's super. Right, yeah, but just and, by and saying that big... word, just by making that sound, you've guaranteed that your chat is going to drown in white noise now. It's going to be exactly. exactly. And the, the big question on it, Jackson, is how do you find the quality? Say you make a video and it's something you're super passionate or invested in. Say you love Counter-Strike and you're like, I'm going to recount this championship I think is amazing. And you go, let me check the comments and see if anyone has any other facts about it or any other topics they want me to cover and then you scroll through it and they go oh look at the timestamp at 8 33 guys it's the red amogus guy ha ha ha, ha I, don't, I don't need any more examples of how audiences react i know how audiences react when memes happen yes but then, i, I but, just don't yeah. get the same annoyance my, really. my big That's annoyance is saying. lately it feels even more and more diluted like we used to at least have a variety of memes and even though they were mostly terrible they were kind of spread out now there's like three <laughs> 
And there's there's just three yeah. that are repeated ad infinitum forever. Yeah, but there'll be three more in six months, and it'll change. Don't worry. It'll still be annoying. It's not going to be among us forever. Yeah. It'll still be annoying. Like in three months, we're not going to be able to say the word fucking the. Like, just people <laughs> just going to the colors. It's just annoying. How could you ruin the word the for us? Oh, yeah. don't I don't doubt know. the internet. But they will. They will. Oh, we no, all know they will. Like, It'd be like yeah. the E meme, except with the probably. Well, hey, the right. word the word "some" is already kind of ruined. Some, somebody How? once told oh. me. The word. Yeah. yeah, I see that a lot. You guys Andrew. don't see that? I do. I don't see that. Well, memes. Thankfully, I don't, I, oh, there you go. People are gonna spam the fucking SpongeBob screenshot with the word "the," <laughs> where he spends all yeah. episode. You know, like, I'm just right, wait, 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 wait. I'm still fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> No, I, I just, I, I'm still, I'm not over it. I mentioned, like, I'm here. You could just ask me. And you just kept going. <laughs> I, I literally, I shut, I, I, I shut up just to see how long it would take him. you, like, to remember that I'm here. I, I think my, my, uh, my little... He's still gonna go! What's the time on this? Has someone been keeping track? Uh, now I'm 44 minutes, buddy. No, 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 no not the whole podcast. Seconds. I mean, how yeah. long he's going to go. Oh. So, Frederick, do you have <laughs> any comments on why Andrew's documentary <laughs> hates memes? What, what is your least favorite meme, Fred? Uh, uh, There's got to be one. I, I, ooh. The problem is I only remember the ones I like. No, oh, that's probably mm. for the best. Yeah, it probably is for the best. All right, well, then, to bring this full circle, who do you make your content for? Do you listen to comments, I make, Frederick? I, comments are tricky uh, because the first thing that... The, one of the first hurdles that I had to mount was that YouTube is set up in a very interesting way. Um, most of the time, people are going to see the top comments first. Now, let's suppose you are a commenter. Let's suppose you watch one of my videos and you have a thought about, for example game two of the second match between Kasparov and Deep Blue. Very intense game with a very intense conclusion. You go to the comments and then you see someone else has already said something similar to what you wanted to say. You say, oh, okay, I'll just like that and carry on. Like, I don't have to write out a comment for this. Like, my opinion and thought is already represented in this comment section. But let's suppose you think my video is shit. Like, it is utter <laughs> trash. It's boring. No. Why is this guy talking about some stupid board game that, that is old and isn't among us? Well, you are going to, <laughs> like, you go down to the comment section, and all of the top comments are very supportive. So, they, like, because those are the ones that were thumbs up and replied to. And you say, well... My opinion isn't being represented, so I'm going to leave a comment. This means that especially after the initial like influx of comments for a video, mo uh, not most of them, but a significant proportion, a disproportionate number of them are going to be negative. And that means that if you are just looking at the new comments coming in, you are going to mostly see negativity, especially with me, where it takes months between uploads. So it's there's sort of a bias uh, for YouTubers who are like using the YouTube studio app um, toward negative comments. But even then, right, like I, I will go through the comments and I will look 
at uh, at criticisms. And if there are criticisms that are being stated over and over and over again, then maybe it's something I need to look into. Um, but if it's something that I just do not feel fundamentally I need to change in the video or in future videos, then I won't do it because if you start trying to tailor your content too much to your existing audience, then you will inadvertently pull in people uh, that you don't want to make content for. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, how like people like DSP and Wings continue to make content for their detractors because they were the ones giving the money rather than just making the content for the hypothetical audience that they wanted and building that audience. In my case, I will specifically i will not always cave to the comments i usually won't because i am making videos for people who are as interested in this kind of thing as i am and will enjoy the way that i can present it so in that way over the years and this has been deliberate i have managed to draw in an audience that will follow me no matter what topic i do if only Frederick was here to I mean, explain himself. If only. <laughs> yeah. If I think my, here, I I think my goof I... earlier didn't land. I, Frederick, I was calling it out as if you weren't here. And then, but it, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't think it did. I, no, I, think, I, I remember you I were the, here. Am I the only one who, like, didn't quite get that? <laughs> That it was supposed no, to be. No, no, yes. Nah, yes. I was so confused. Okay. No, okay. Don't worry. I, I, I wasn't trying to ignore no, you. I, I was just I setting know, you as I the wasn't, Fred, I, I, I thank wasn't you for offended. the work you do. I wasn't offended. I, I, I okay, want you good, to know I'm good. not annoyed. I'm not angry. I'm having a wonderful no, no, time. No, I just wanted to make sure you didn't think I was ignoring <laughs> no, you. That's no, I don't. I don't. Neither am I. Oh, Frederick, the, the truth is we're all just very passionate about the topics we are. being talked about tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, We've talked about we your are. content in particular for like whole episodes oh, to steer yeah. the conversation. You, I, you, you're yeah. too sweet. And, be, yeah. and because of that, Frederick, I would again like to thank you for bringing these phenomenons to a wider audience. Because every single time I reference yeah. one of these people that you always talk about, it's like, who's that? I, it's on YouTube. Just look it up. Go to Frederick's <laughs> yeah. channel. Look it up. It's neatly, tightly packed. You don't have to read a 7,000 th uh, page thread on the fucking forums. Just go to his video. It's nicely, entertainingly packaged the, into a nice... greatly produced. Mm -hmm. Greatly produced and entertaining. And you can find out about these lunatics that fucking exist. Thank you, God. irreducible complexity. Not just they the exist. lunatics. <laughs> I love them. Right. I, I, I really you try. Not just, but not thank just you. I, I try really hard. I know that my videos tend to be quite long, but I do my best to make them as compact as possible. Like, if... I, I want my videos to be like 100% cacao dark chocolate. Like there is no filler in there. Mm, that's that's always me. the goal. Like, ev like every little bit is just pure yes. information that also drives the plot and drives the narrative. That's and the if goal. you don't like dark chocolate, you're wrong. <laughs> Tune out. We don't want your I, business. I hate dark chocolate. I'm also not a big dark uh, chocolate Jackson, guy. Jackson don't make a fucking well, It's not again. just me. It's no, not just me. You're just wrong, though. Many agree. You're just wrong, though. Dark chocolate, chocolate sucks, is dude. literally healthy for you, Jackson. It's tasty it and it's good for you. It's very healthy for you. Isn't yes. Yeah, dark chocolate yeah. is yes. actually pretty good for you. Jackson, chocolate... Like, well, that's probably why it fucking sucks so much. Nothing good is healthy. Uh, yeah. Jackson, chocolate is healthy is. for you. 
the only reason people think it's not healthy for you is because they take chocolate, they add a bunch of fucking sugar by the ton, and then they you uh, then you eat it. Yeah, by that time it's not healthy because you eat the sugary shit. Eat dark chocolate, endorsed I'm- by the official podcast slash official. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred, before we let you go, we have to wrap up in a second here, but the, our. Uh, I'm noticing that our chat is in mutiny and they're going to dox us and stalk us and kill us if we don't talk about oh, masturbation no. for at least like a minute. It's the, oh, okay. Fred, it's just the topic we've always been known for. Yeah. I, you, know, you know what? Yeah. I, was mentally I was mentally steeled for this. Oh, nice. Good. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Okay. Hit us. How do, how do it, you it just, uh, it just feel, it feels It feels so weird. It feels so weird and uh, like bringing this up now after such an enlightening one and a half hours of conversation lightning of education <laughs> yeah just to talk about just to end it on masturbation it just feels a bit we're tying it up yeah. in a nice neat bow yeah this is the cherry on top take it away frederick what do you mean yeah, take it away wacky... but critique it live on the show you didn't you didn't get the memo i i okay um not, someone, not someone ask him, someone um, ask him, no 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 the, the question is always do you have any wild and wacky tales of masturbation okay i hmm do i Take like i am earnestly okay. trying to answer the question i do I Not have? every guest does, so don't you feel can save You can save it for your down the rabbit hole episode <laughs> if you'd rather. I'll, I'll put it. People keep asking asking me to make a down the rabbit hole about down the rabbit hole. It'll go in there. It'll just be like a 30-second <laughs> segment. Dude, on our show, God knows there's enough material. I'm, how I'm, do you I'm feel really about that? I'll give you a, right, I'll give you right. a theme. Um because I do want to talk about this still, about the Reddit child rapist, and one of them <laughs> goes to a <laughs> camp. I didn't we, know. We literally don't have time. Yeah, no, not on, today, not go. today, sorry. I mean, like, yeah. in the future. I, I would like to time it precisely when Reddit goes public, because they're in the middle of going public as a company, and that's when I want to talk about how Reddit is literally run by pedophiles. Frederick, Reddit is employs people who go to a camp and i didn't know that there was a camp for adult baby diaper lovers i've sent jackson a bunch of photos about this you've got another I, hour right, frederick I, I have been informed about abdl yeah i'm very familiar i used to go on their forums sometimes and just read right well, they there are summer camps I, and those summer camps some- have a. Uh, they have produced some of my favorite photographs on the internet we i probably can't show this on the video but here is a man for those just listening and not patrons who is throwing a baseball at camp and in the back is men in diapers holding my little pony plushies and he's about to toss a wicked fucking baseball like he's in an anime but he's wearing a diaper and the diaper is obviously full that's, that's not a, and he has a flappy bird shirt that that's a plastic baby oh yeah, <laughs> he's about to chuck a baby Oh, you're right. Well, <laughs> not not a real baby. I didn't the, even pay attention to that. Thank you for making that photo even better. He's like, <laughs> he's, just he's about to wind baby. up a fucking Beyblade, but it's a little baby doll. <laughs> Let it rip. <laughs> uh, so uh, have you, I don't know. How do you feel? Can I, this is my low key way of requesting as a fan of your channel. I'm just trying to get a request <laughs> really. 
<laughs> for a future deep dive. Can you do that, Camp? It. What? What would Can the history please? of it? If if you please. want camp stories, I have my own camp stories. Ooh, oh my okay. god! I, do I do I actually get to share the story of Lake Hurl yes. with an audience? Lake. Well, that's a very ominous title. Yes. I so I was in Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Um, I never got past uh, first class because I was doing other things like I was fencing at the time. Like that was my sport. Um, and I was more interested in, th- in things like that. Uh, so I didn't ever get past first class uh, in Boy Scouts. But there was a camp I went to in Boy Scouts that Kaya, are you just going to keep posting <laughs> pictures of the ABDL? I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and good. Ja- Jackson, Jackson's face is now on the, the baby eater. <laughs> Not baby, not baby eater, baby yeeter. Like this baby empty yeet. Uh, Jackson, I don't know where everyone's clipping your face from, but I love it. Oh no, now they're doing it to me. Uh oh, I don't love it anymore. Okay, so when I was in Boy Scouts, I went to a camp. I went to a number of camps. Um, I wasn't really into the whole merit badge thing, but I just, I just liked camping. Um, and at this particular camp. Um, I don't even remember the camp's name, but the moment that we arrived, there were flies everywhere. I mean, you step out of the car and there is a dull buzz because of all of the flies. Mm. Turns out this camp was home to a lake called Lake Hurl. Lake Hurl was a lake in name only. It was a glorified pond with stringy seaweed that wrapped around your leg when you tried to swim in it. It, it felt like something reaching down from below to pull you in. Lake Hurl acted as a breeding ground for two varieties, very virulent varieties, of biting flies. There were the <laughs> small black ones, which were fairly stupid and you could swat and kill pretty easily. The other kind were horse flies massive Jesus, those things are huge Utter- this, is a, huge. this yes. is a pretty hot yeah. masturbation story it's Keep a, going. Th- this isn't a masturbation <laughs> yeah, I story like i just wanted to talk about lake hurl i'm sorry i co-opted your masturbation segment for my it's own purposes right now it's payback it's payback <laughs> this is payback <laughs> fucking so these horse flies you know they're massive and not only are they massive but they're fast and they're sneaky um I remember I was sitting bored during like a wood cutting class or something. I look over at the person next to me. He's wearing a vest and one of the horse flies, massive ones, lands like as big as your thumb, if not bigger. Right. Like I have pretty thin fingers and it it was like about as big as like it was bigger than my thumb. And yes, horse flies will stalk you. (laughs) This horse fly landed on this person's back, on their vest, I watched it gently open its mouth pinchers, sink it into the fabric of his vest, pull them out again gently, close its jaws, and fly away. 
these Wait, things the, meant these flies business. have pincers? I thought flies like, only have for, those like elongated like anteater tubes. No, they're mouths. No, the, these are biting flies. These are flies with oh. jaws. They will rip chunks of your flesh out. Ew. I personally, Ew. like everyone ended that weekend cover or week. It was a summer camp covered in fly bites. It became a habit to swat at your body constantly in order to keep them off. Oh, um, I, I remember I did an experiment could, could, could where I worse. stopped swatting at my body for about 12 seconds, covered, absolutely covered in flies. Oh, God. Um, they could have been worse. They could be the ones that lay eggs. I, 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 I guess, I guess they could have been bought flies. I suppose it could have been worse, but at that point, I'm not sure there would have been a Boy Scout camp at that place. Yeah. Like, this was as <laughs> bad as it could get before they wouldn't allow like children right. to stay there <laughs> um yeah, i did oh, so you didn't get molested no i i was very fortunate in that regard <laughs> okay i Take maybe it. it's because i was good with a gun but <laughs> i was a good shot knows his first amendment guys so don't rape him <laughs> you mean second amendment I'm a decent shot. Thank you very much. It's been years since I've been to the range, though. I, I never kept up with it. But anyway, um, when I was kayaking, one thing that we had to do in order to get our kayaking merit badge was to paddle a swamped kayak back to shore. And it was at that moment, right after I had swamped my kayak, that one of the massive horse flies decided to target me. I... <laughs> hear this thing buzzing around me and i am madly swinging my paddles in the air trying to keep it off of me and like the the scoutmaster on the shore is like staring at me as i'm flailing my kayak paddles in the air as i desperately try to get <laughs> a few paddles in so i can eventually make it back to shore and then finally the buzzing stops and i'm like okay i can get moving so I start paddling. The minute my paddle hits the water, I hear a crunch on my shoulder. Mm. I swat at it, and all there is is blood on my palm, uh, covering my palm no. and trickling down my arm. The horse fly it. got his you pound of flesh. Uh, this, <laughs> that's a pretty badass line. I, I think the more <laughs> like the flies weren't dangerous, but I did almost drown there. Because I have very, I have never had a ton of body fat, and uh, I, we were getting our swimming merit badge in like fifty or forty-five degree lake water. Um, it, it was it was another lake next to Lake Hurl that we were doing this. Um, I went swimming, and my joint like we were in deep water, and my joints started locking up. Um, <laughs> did you have fun at this camp? No, yeah, this camp. no seems I did not. Yeah. It was miserable. Some of them were fun. This was like the worst week of my life. Anyway, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> it almost sounds like it would have thank been a better time the, uh, to get molested the by the camp scouts there. <laughs> at at the some leaders. point. Maybe if they were bot flies. Oh, God, those things are fucking gross, man. I, anyway, I'm sorry flies, that I went on. I, I'm sorry gross. that I rambled on about Lake Hurl. No, no, you have nothing. What, to wait, so what? Ex- what I, I, I am curious. What exactly made you think of 
uh, like her when we brought up like masturbation. Like what? It was what the ABDL camp. Remember it was the camp. Suggested yeah. ABDL. Yeah, it was oh, the ABDL. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting so fucking <laughs> remember, lost. Remember Kaya posting that? <laughs> yeah, the dude chucking a baby. Sorry, Chet. I will. <laughs> I will treasure that. Thank you. It's my well, favorite story. You Thank you for that story, Fred. Yeah, it was. It All was right. my pleasure. And th- and thank you for joining us to tell you us that yes. story. Shout really out your stuff, please. You coming on. Oh, uh, again, sure. like, clearly where we can find all uh, you. Right. And your so videos. you pretty much just have to search YouTube for down the rabbit hole and you'll find my series. But I'm Fred. The channel name is Frederick Knudsen. Um, it, it shouldn't be too difficult to find, although uh, I have also started doing tea streams on Twitch. Where literally I just have uh-huh. a camera trained on my tea set, like my tea tray and um, my guy Juan, and I make tea and chat, and that's it. It's oh, that's nice. Could you, it's that's very really cute. I'm considering expanding I'm it out because people that. people have been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, and so I'm just Frederick Newton on Twitch as well. If anyone's interested in joining on that, but. I'm like thinking of expanding it out. I'm having fun with it. Um, I might do some readings as well of like some classic literature. Oh, you look like a real life Uncle Iroh with the tea. That you know, because yeah. that's uh, that guy. He always used to inspire me to drink more tea, but because I have like the palate of a dog, I could never enjoy <laughs> tea for some reason. It never. So I don't know. I, this I is guess actually more, something. I, 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 if you would like, I am putting together a document that basically is an introduction on how to make good loose leaf tea, because if you brew tea correctly, a lot of the time it's not bitter. And if you choose the right teas as well, not all teas are bitter. So it's possible that you either were just having a really bad tea bagged tea is often quite bad is the majority of the time quite bad and it's going it's bitter and it's astringent and it's unpleasant and you have to put sugar in it to make it tolerable um but with a lot of good loose leaf tea you don't need anything you're it it doesn't taste good with sugar or cream no i'm actually just a stupid mutt who doesn't understand taste i'm pretty sure like (laughs) My, the way I drink my coffee, I'm a big bitch for coffee. It's dark and very strong. No sugar, no milk. And when I drink tea, it's usually... I don't know. I just don't taste it enough, I guess. There are and some teas. And that's why when I watch... Yeah. Oh, um, there are just some teas, I think, that you should definitely try. You should try Ripe Pu'er. Show Pu'er. Um, it is a... What a name. What? Yeah, it sounds like a laxative tea. I, yeah. <laughs> it actually... Okay, so <laughs> you joke... like you, you guys remember Jackie Chan Adventures? Where, of where course I do. Where Uncle yes. was always like, good for digestion. That literally is this. Like, Pu'er is good <laughs> for digestion. Um, it's it's wonderful. Uh, I love it, personally. I've, I've been addicted to it recently. But you might want to try that. Um, sure. And if, if, if anyone wants to okay. learn how to make tea properly, you're welcome to come onto the stream and ask questions. Uh, it's P-U-E-R-H. That's how, that's how you spell it. If you're curious. Yeah, uh, Jesus, there's like but guides I, on. It's complete beginner's guide to Shupuer tea. Wow. Yes. All right. I'll give it a try. Um, on it's quite easy to brew as well. Thank you. It's, it's very easy to brew. Um, but you saying, like, comparing me in any way to Uncle Iroh is special because I have one, like, I have one character, like, one person that I aspire to be, and that is Uncle Iroh. 
Oh, nice. Good shit. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a good character to aspire to. Very Great wholesome. Character. Very cool. All right. Well, thank right. you again, Frederick, for coming on, man. Really yeah, enjoyed thank it. Thank you for coming yeah, on. Thank you. Yes. Go go check him out if you haven't already down the rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, go check him out. Thank you to everyone for joining us for this week's episode of The Official Podcast. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Official Podcast with bonus episodes and bonus content. You can also tune into live episodes if you're a patron. There are a mm-hmm. lot of people here tonight listening to us live. You could see, be one of them next time. See all the memes of us, of people photoshopping us into diaper-wearing people throwing babies. It's incredible. Mm, yeah, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Uh, yeah, thanks to my co-host and thanks uh, to Frederick for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank, thank you for having mm-hmm. me on. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was great. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for spending two hours listening to us interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to say, um, you you guys are pretty good about that. I was rather impressed. That is probably the thank first you. time we've ever heard that. Lie. Shut up, Jackson. Jesus. <laughs> can, can we please can we clip that and put it at the yeah. uh, like the very beginning of the episode to preempt any angry <laughs> comments about how we're cutting off people's favorite YouTubers? It's just it's it's hard on Discord and it's hard when we're all passionate. Yeah, it, I really think it's a Discord. Right, it thing, is. Yeah. It's the latency. There is definitely it delay. Is, it's very different online. People are like, oh, fucking you know, Joe Rogan doesn't do this. Yeah, because he's like his guest yeah. is in the studio and he can see him and like you he can see him. Yeah, you have to remember his mouth. We, mm-hmm. we can't fucking see each other. So we don't know when someone is intending to speak or how they're instantly reacting to something. We have to go entirely by our voices, which are delayed. Well, yeah, even if We're you trying. could. Yeah, even if you could see each other, that like fraction of a second of delay is latency. enough mm-hmm. to throw things off absolutely yeah well thank you again for right. coming on Fred thank you everyone thank you everyone thank you everyone bye goodbye